Hubhopper Originals. Hello and welcome to It's Cricket Show. My name is Hamid and I'm here with the very latest episode of this podcast. A very special episode indeed, a very special week in the cricketing tournament. We are at a juncture, pohati adbhut mode pe pohunt chuke hum, jabki semi-finals humare sar par hai. And I am here with three guests. Uh, who are in very special uh, we one of a couple of them we have had during the IPL previews and one is a regular guest so first welcome Mayuk and Aditya hey Hamid uh, great to be back on your show uh, it's we are looking forward to this one yeah hi great to be back and especially given that in the last preview show for the IPL itself we were talking of the World Cup so good to be back <laughs> yes, and welcome to our very own Mr. Sahil Sheikh. Yes, happy to be here. So, Sahil, uh, first of all, uh, you know, uh, how how are you looking at this World Cup right now? Meaning, uh, we have four teams in the World Cup. Just just what are your views right now? Yes, of course, uh, we, we had discussed at the start also, before the starting of the World Cup, this three out of these four teams were obviously uh, in our list to make it to the semi-finals. Uh, fourth team, uh, which is New Zealand, it's a bit of a surprise for me, may not be for the others, but it's a bit of a surprise for me that they have entered instead of uh, South Africa. So, yeah, it's been a good tournament so far. It's been a good competition for the fourth position in the latest days. So, we are looking forward for this. All right. Great. So uh, let's let's start with this episode uh, with uh, with uh, sort of previews. So listeners, uh, here is what we are planning on today's episode. First of all, we will be previewing the four teams. It's a kind of a dive hard kind of preview, and we'll be talking about each team individually, and then we'll be moving on to first time ever to some listener questions. Yes, you heard it right. You all have sent me a list of questions, which are. Pretty interesting, and some of the interesting ones we have chosen to answer uh, on this episode. And uh, what what more can you ask for when we have special guests like Aditya and Mayo who can answer them pretty pretty uh, well? So uh, let's start with uh, preview uh, Aditya and Mayo. First of all, first of all, Australia. So Australia, if uh, uh, today this is seventh uh, of July that we are recording this uh, podcast and. Uh, yesterday we saw on 6th of July a match between Australia and uh, South Africa which uh, kind of did not go Australia's way. So what do you think about Australia as a team and what do you think is working and uh, not working? Uh, let's let's start off with uh, Aditya. Uh, hi, so Australia began this tournament as a flawed side. So none of us expected them to do as well as they have done. So kudos to them for that. So when they began, they had a lot of chinks. They could very well have lost games to Pakistan and the West Indies. And they obviously, they were comprehensively beaten by India as well. So their bowling had chinks in uh, Nathan Coulter-Nile and Marcus Stoinis and uh, Adam Zampa wasn't doing too well. And towards the latter half of the tournament, they've actually fixed that. So they got Lyon back and Berendorf was doing well. But uh, now it seems like they have hit another roadblock with uh, Khwaja getting injured yesterday and him being replaced by Matthew Wade, who I do not rate very highly. And then you also have uh, Stoinis, who seems to be dodgy for the next game. So, Australia going into the semis is not as strong as 
we thought they were last week when they beat England. So I think mm. England would be licking their lips. Isn't isn't Peter Hanscom too was come uh, had come in for some someone's backup? Yeah, so Peter Hanscom is in for uh, Sean Marsh, and Sean I Marsh, I Sean think Marsh. he slots in straight away for Khwaja now. But yeah, in yeah. case Toynis isn't a fit, I don't see Matthew Wade being a a huge uh, a threat to any side. To be very honest. So, what do you think will be in their working in their favor in this? Uh, so, I think I, I think Stark obviously, and the yeah. given the kind of uh, wicket taking threat that he has posed, uh, Stark is a huge threat, and. Uh, and the again like very much like india they have a top heavy batting lineup so mm-hmm. if they click uh, warner has been I, i would say not the warner of old but still uh, still fared reasonably okay so smith is due for a big one so i think these are the threats apart from that mm-hmm. australia still have a lot of chinks yeah 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 what about you mayuk what do you think is working and not working for australia going into the semis i think uh, one thing that makes australia really dangerous is uh, you know unlike many other teams they have actually uh, been able to uh, uh, kind of cover their uh, negatives for example like adi mentioned um, marcus stoinis I mean, really, should not have been playing this World Cup. I mean, in spite of in spite of some uh, negatives surrounding around uh, the lower middle order, all the all rounder position, they have still managed to finish second on the table. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that makes them a dangerous side itself because uh, you have a team which is probably not playing to their full potential and still. uh managing to go up there uh i mean england should be uh very cautious in their approach uh they are not going to they are not going to get rolled over so uh in fact <laughs> i mean khwaja getting out could be a blessing in disguise uh in in a in certain way because uh, peter hanscom has uh, had some really great run before coming in into the world cup i mean honestly i was surprised why he was not in the squad in the first place What But don't you think Peter Hanscom will have the nervous moments of the big stage? That's possible. Yes, I mean that's uh, anyone new coming in. That's possible. But then again, you know uh, that will say a lot about his character. For example, you saw in India's case, KL Rahul being sent up as opener, uh, and he did really well. Uh, did not let us miss uh, Shikhar Dhawan that much. Uh, and also, I mean, uh, from Australia, going back to Australia, I would have liked to see Michel March uh, March play. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, he he can bat and bowl, and I think he is way better than Stoinis. So, uh, I mean, w- once the injuries were coming out, I w- I was thinking that you know someone will get Michel March back in. Uh, he is not here yet, but uh, I would still rate Australia highly. And uh, England versus Aust- England versus Australia is going to be very very competitive game. if i may add for a just a very yeah. brief moment i think i yeah. i agree with mayuk on this they still have that aura of a side which can go through and win but compared to the aussie sides of the past in world cup history they are much weaker in that sense that but they still have the aura that they can go win the world cup because they have done it so many times in the past true 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 so sahil i would like to ask you one question which is what do you how important a part do you think toss will play into this match because we have seen um, i i sort of am on the prediction that you know warner uh, when he is batting second and when there is a pressure of chase on him and when uh, Austri- and also the pitches are uh, running slow 
uh, along with Warner, Aaron Finch too, tend to crumble sometimes under that pressure. So, how important style do you think toss will play a part in this? The toss will play a part, a part, a very good part in all those three matches, semi-finals, both the semi-finals and finals as well, uh, because all those wickets are used pitches. Uh, and a tinge of green grass also on there, which makes that pitch after 30 overs, it's uh, the pitch, start, pitch starts to come apart. Uh, it's very, it gets very slow. So whoever starts batting first, uh, who is wins the toss, and obviously they will take batting first. So whoever starts batting first, if, as we saw yesterday in the South Africa and Australia match, you get a brisk start. You have to make full use of it. Uh, it's exactly opposite as which, which we thought. At the start of the tournament, uh, when if the if if you win the toss, you will have to take. If you you will like to chase because there will be some seam and movement and bounce in the pitch at the start of the match. But now it's completely different. The pitches which has been prepared by ICC. So yeah, toss will break. Mm-hmm. Toss will uh, make a huge impact in these matches. Especially this match will be played in Birmingham, where we saw India uh, struggle a lot at the at the end to just to launch that after 30 overs uh, when they had a slow start. True, 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 true. So, uh, one, one. Uh, so, last thing about uh, Australia, uh, Mayuk, uh, I'll come back to you. Do you have uh, any predictions which you uh, which, which you can think of, or uh, is it like the way it looks like? Well, I mean, uh, you know, at the expense of uh, taking some excitement away, I mean, I think uh, the team that wins the toss is going to bat and win the match. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the thing is, it's going to, as Sahil correctly pointed out, you know, it's going to happen in Edgebaston. Uh, you have the short boundary on one side uh, and you have the nervousness of the uh, you know, World Cup uh, chasing so team which bats first can you know even if they score 310 and 20 it will be very hard for the other team to chase it down and we have seen we have seen uh, both australia and england falter at chases uh, in this particular world cup so it won't be surprising for me that you know uh, whoever wins the toss bats first puts up let's say 310 320 and wins the game by 30 runs all right. Yes, I. In fact, I totally agree with this toss conundrum, and uh, speci- specifically, uh, just aside from this uh, previews, uh, what do you think? There a lot of thing, a lot of uh, stress has been put upon te- toss, wherein uh, lots of thing uh, things depend upon which teams win the toss, and that shouldn't be the case, as per me. What do, What do you say, Aditya? I I agree. Like uh, in, in the first, at least in the league stages, that was the case because a lot lot of the wickets are used wickets. Like they, it's like uh, if you have a five day, third day, or a fourth day wicket in a test match, that is what happens if you have the same wicket being used over a period of weeks. But I think for the sem- semi finals, I think you'll have fresh wickets in all these venues. So mm-hmm. if you watch these matches, you have these tarpaulin covered pitch on the right. In all of their last few games in Old Trafford and Birmingham and Lords, I think you will have fresh wickets for the knockouts. So things might be slightly better for batting than they were in the league stages. But then again, there is more pressure of bat of chasing in the knockouts. So there will be a huge emphasis on the toss, as all of you think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now, um, so now let's move on to the next team in our uh, th- today's lineup, which is uh, England. We know that England can be quite dangerous. We know that England have had a good run for last four years under the leadership of uh, our on Morgan. But uh, 
do they have uh, the caliber to reach to the semis and to reach to the finals and go all the way in the absence of Roy? That will be the major factor that what I think uh, will play into this. Because we have seen in the past that whenever there is no Roy and that they do not, when they do not get that good start, uh, they tend to falter and then a couple of wickets here and there. And uh, a big deep batting lineup of that stature tends to look, look like some ordinary batting. Now, uh, let me uh, go straight to Sahil and ask him, yeah. what do you think, Sahil, about uh, England? What do you think is working for them and what is not working for them? Uh, see, yes, uh, just like Australia, they have been very dependent. Just like also India, also, they have been uh, completely dependent upon their openness. Uh, when they didn't have Roy and Basto wasn't coming off uh, really good. Uh, we saw what happened to them. They lost against Sri Lanka also. Um, Stokes was the only... Uh, fighter coming on there. They have too many players in the middle order in the end who, who whose approach is all or nothing like uh, Butler or Morgan, even Morgan uh, who has gone uh, in, in this World Cup all or nothing for he comes and goes for the shots, for his shots. So yeah, they, they have been more dependent on the openness and that's, that's been what going for wrong for them. Uh, and also they have tried too many, they have tried their players, they tried to make their players, too many players, all-rounders. Uh, Strokes, Moeen Ali, they have tried too many players as all-rounders, which sometimes uh, decreases or uh, imbalance, puts imbalance in your teams. So I think so that, doesn't, that has not worked for them, which uh, which was the actual reason why they were started as favourites at first, of, uh, at the beginning of this tournament. And what has so, worked... Yeah. Yeah, so uh, with, uh, when you said that all of the batsmen, they, they tried to make all the batsmen. So uh, I think what you mean is uh, reduce in the number of uh, ba- the batting quality, meaning uh, because then you are trying to make your entire team bat. Yeah. So does that mean that the quality is reduced or does that mean that there is over-dependence on each other? See, it's, it's, it's easier said than done for a, big, for a player to become an all-rounder. You have, to, you have so, many, so many things you have to do. When you come there, you have to so, think so many times. So it's easier said than done to make a player or to make a batsman uh, convert into a baller or to make a baller convert into a batsman. They tried doing that with Vokes and we saw in a couple uh, few matches, uh, last couple few matches, his form has dipped, which has uh, harmed their bowling. And if we mm-hmm. saw that with the Moeen Ali, with the Ben Stokes, uh, they tried to make them, uh, they tried to bring them one down, two down or even uh, make them their complete fifth baller, which has mm-hmm. affected them, their, their bowling or their batting uh, somewhat. So I think so that has affected this and true, uh, true, true. again Jofra Archer also, which hasn't uh, worked for them last couple of matches. Yes, his form has also dipped down. True, true, true. So Adit, uh, Aditya and uh, Mayok, I, I, I was hearing one of your episode in that interestingly you all mentioned it was before uh, the before England playing. I think it was your last episode when England had not played in New Zealand and India. So in that, interestingly, someone Aditya or Rahul, by the way, Rahul is the third host of the uh, fourth seat podcast. So yes. uh, Aditya or Rahul, someone mentioned that if New Zealand manages to, if England, uh, pardon, manages to win against New Zealand and India, then they uh, will go all the way. So are your, are your views uh, still the same or have they changed a bit? I stick to that still because, see, if you compare England and New Zealand, their uh, fortunes have been exactly the opposite, right? So, and you would rather face a semi-final side, which is on the downward slope, as opposed mm-hmm. to England who have won two really tight games. Like, let us not forget that they've actually played two knockouts 
on their way to the knockouts so true, i think true. that there is a lot of added value to that in a big tournament so while the other two sides other three sides are now for the playing for their first knockout game england are playing their third knockout game technically and given that i still feel that they have the best all round side we tend to uh, not rate their bowling very highly but i think they have as good a bowling lineup as probably not better than india if india were to play all three fast bowlers i think uh, india has slightly better lineup but mm-hmm. if they actually go with moin ali ahead of uh, adil rashid uh, it might actually add both to their batting and rashid hasn't been bowling the best in this tournament anyway Uh, and also the fact that they keep going for runs might work for them in the knockouts the reason that they lost against sri lanka was that they slightly tempered their approach and they didn't play the way they usually play they uh, if you look at the top order and how they played against sri lanka in the 230 run chase they tried to slow themselves down and i don't think any of their batsmen know to bat that way so yeah yeah so that yeah. uh, so you should, you are saying that they should stick to their basics if and they play stick the way to their, they do yeah because that's how they've been playing for 4 years and if the wickets are anywhere close to reasonably okay batting conditions uh england will be the side to beat in the knockouts so amayuka uh, about england's bowling they have uh, the famous uh, jofra archer then they have the inform chris wokes and then they have uh, the horse uh, mark wood what what do you have to say about their pace attack i mean i found their pace attack to be very efficient right i mean uh, starting from the first uh, days of the world cup and now into the semi finals they have shown considerable improvement you know of course they came in with the reputation that it, uh, england is a batting heavy and batting only side but Uh, there have been in- instances throughout this tournament where uh, i think each and every bowler including liam plunkett you know let's not forget him he he, he contributed immensely uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. in those no- knockout matches uh, they have played their part uh, what i am concerned about is mo- mainly their spinning options that is moin ali and adil rashid i don't know if both are going to play but if uh, let's say uh, they are playing at least one of them I- i'm sure at least one of them in play uh, they should actually take a leaf out of nathan lyon's book so australia swapped zampa for nathan lyon and if you see his recent spells you know he is basically bowling uh, test match lines and lengths exactly which, yeah. which which somehow is working out for them so for him and australia so nicely so if moin ali is to come back uh, uh i don't know whether he will he should really really consider changing his line and length and you know flight the ball a little bit more uh that might work against uh david warner uh, who knows because people are not actually getting him uh, c- c- come ahead in the front foot and kind of trying to play through the covers if moin ali is able to do that it will be amazing adil rashid on the other hand uh, i am not sure he can actually bowl a lot of consistent test line and length uh he might be sticking to the role he's playing right now as someone who is blocking the other end but nevertheless uh i appreciate this current uh, english bowling lineup uh and they have done their job so far you know with the last two uh, so called knockout games which were actually knockout games they did really well for themselves mm-hmm. and just to do, 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 yeah, yeah. to interject yeah. moyuk's point uh, where he said that lion is bowling with tesla test uh, some test uh, lines Uh, yeah. they have liam dawson sitting in their squad which is a perfect test bowler so they they might they can try him also uh, just to extend that point of my 
true yeah. true true so uh, mayuk would you uh, think a lion as uh, the jadeja of ours uh not exactly because uh, i mean maybe uh, maybe the effect he has in a test match bowling setup yes but i would rate jadeja slightly highly for fielding and uh, batting um, i mean although in one day matches jadeja has not shown his batting capabilities that much mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah. but uh, i mean I, I, what i the, the point i'm trying to make is lion uh, in the 11 is much more important to australia than jadeja in the 11 like <laughs> if, I, if, I, if at, the, at the cost of sounding like uh, sanjay manjrekar i actually feel uh, i rate lion the bowler as a much better uh, finger spinner than jadeja Oh, enough, of your, enough of your verbal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, so Aditya, uh, hmm. is that it? Yeah. And yeah. also, like, uh, and also, uh, I feel Moin doesn't get enough credit as a Test match bowler. We still continue to think of him as a Relu Katta, as Pakistanis would say. But yeah. I think Moin <laughs> is a much better Test bowler than uh, he gets credit for. So on on ESPN Cricket Info, whenever Boyin gets dropped, for some reason Graham Swan uh, is just pissed off about it. You know, uh, he he, he <laughs> rates him very highly. <laughs> yeah, because he he is he has taken wickets in Test cricket, which means that he still has that wicket taking ability. I don't see how Adil Rashid is a Adil Rashid just gets in by default by being a wrist spinner because there is this perception of wrist spinners being wicket takers, <laughs> yeah, es- yeah. especially especially in the last three years. to that so uh, so i uh, australia versus england uh, sile who in one word who who you, who you think will make it to finals see i think this is more interesting game than india versus new zealand because at one side uh, there is there are the hosts which is lot of expe- lot has been expected from them especially in this world cup and at one side, other side there is australia uh, the five time champions and also defending champions so whoever loses they have lot to lose in this A match will be yeah, but then if you if you pick uh, one one team who will who you think will reach to the finals, just uh, on prediction, pure prediction I'm basis. I'm hoping England because um, see, I, I not to be biased here, but uh, it will sound biased because I want India to win, of course. And India uh, have not not defeated only two teams in this World Cup, that is New Zealand and England. So if they can defeat New Zealand and then go on to beat England, so it will be perfect. Uh, what you say? Uh, Round robin where you have you have defeated each and every team to earn that championship. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Mayuk? Who, uh, who you think will win? Uh, I would put my money on England uh, in this semi-final. All right, Aditya, what do you think? I, I'd also go with England, and I actually want England to win uh, this semi-final so that uh, they reach the finals. They have that free-to-air thing going there. It's good for the game. in general yeah yeah and even I, i would i would be rooting for england and i think too england will make it to semi so we all are on the same page on this while we are on the same page let's move on to the third semi finalist who is new zealand the dark horse of world cricket apart from afghanistan of course new zealand has been in good form unfortunately uh, they are never in the public eye because of their weird time zones and no they don't play much because of that they don't get have problems with sponsorships uh, apart from all that they have some other problems of their own with respect to their batting so while all the other three semi finalists are relying very heavily on their opening stand 
न्यूजीलैंड यूजली रिलाइज ऑन दी एवर रिलायबल केन विलियमसन एंड दी फास्ट बोलिंग ऑफ ट्रेंट बोल्ड एंड लोकी फर्गसन वी सो इन द लास्ट मैच द एबसेंस ऑफ लोकी फर्गसन डिड did say a lot uh, in that match so uh, let me start with mayuk uh, so mayuk what do you think about new zealand as to uh, their obvious uh, the obvious weaknesses are the openers but then what what are the what are the things which you would like to point out about this side yeah there uh, the, the the open the opponent's lack of form is actually what gets me worried is because uh, it seems from the outside like uh, martin guptill has a big one due and you know if he kind of gets his thing together and 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 uh, plays a good knock india could be in trouble early on so what <laughs> this what is, this is exactly the thing which i was talking about before recording to one of one of my neighbor so if yeah. uh, we are like you know downplaying new zealand because of the we we have seen on the downward momentum and we all know that momentum is just bullshit because it is just one match away wherein a player can come back in total form and martin guptill we exactly. all know when he scores you don't yeah, just yeah, i mean he's going to be absolutely dangerous if he gets going right so the match to me will be decided on two fronts one uh who is going to play alongside kane kane williamson so is it going to be guptill ross taylor whoever it is i mean someone needs to get uh two or three partnerships there uh in the top and in the middle that's one side and the other side from india's batting point of view uh i am really interested to see how they play santner so i mean uh, we all are very concerned about trend bold rocky ferguson and matt henry i'm sure indians have their own plans of dealing with them but then someone who goes unnoticed under the radar uh, is santner and being their uh, frontline spinner uh, india oh, should have well does he spin but <laughs> no he unfortunately he does not uh, but then that's the oh, i mean only option they have i mean they are going to play him they don't have any other choice yeah yeah uh, but you, you know if if the if the strategy is to go and hit him out of the park straight away uh, it might uh, come around to cost india a little bit or even a lot more so india has to be careful about how they are dealing with santner uh, it's a big game he'll have his own plans uh it's it, i mean it's it's a contest that i am actually looking forward to more than against the uh, frontline seam bowlers to that uh, about aditya so aditya what do you think about uh, this new zealand sen and how is uh, this match poor, you know panning out uh, how will it pan out do you think so uh, i also agree with mayuk in that uh, new zealand have enough quality to rattle us and uh, let us not forget that we lost to them in the warm ups we very conveniently forget that and we had a couple of really bad batting days in new zealand against trent bolt and company uh, mm-hmm. just a few months back in february if i'm not wrong where we were 15 for 4 or something multiple times so new zealand have enough quality there to trouble us but uh, again with martin guptill and colin munro you have two players who can both like completely take the game away from you so even before we get to kane williamson who often gets talked off again he's my favorite player in the take uh, colin munro yeah assuming you can take give on current form that is uh, you have two really really devastating opening pair uh, compared to all the other three actually outside of england i think new zealand have the most attacking opening combination in that sense given the first 10 overs and yes. the other thing which we always forget is uh, ross taylor i think ross taylor has been the most prolific uh, one day batsman outside of kohli and rohit sharma he has excellent record against india against he, india he and love playing india and plays spin very well so again you have two players in the middle order 
who if they are set in i think they should take on the indian leg spinners very well so enough quality top of the order enough quality lower of uh, lower down the order with the ball and then again a very very efficient spinner in mitchell santner the only thing they have not going for them is their approach usually in big games they are a conservative side they will play for this 280 290 at the most kind of a score batting first mm-hmm. so we have to be very wary of them given the fact that uh, i think manchester is forecast to have a gloomy cloudy day on tuesday mm-hmm. which is after a long time in this world cup after that uh, horrific week where we lost week, three yes. games i think this is the first cloudy day that will be that we'll get at the world cup and bolt and Ferguson could be a handful in yeah. those conditions. Yeah, yeah, true. So, Sahil, uh, do you have any update on the injury of uh, Loki Ferguson, the side strain which he had? It has been uh, predicted that he will be hundred uh, percent for the match uh, in the semi-finals. He will be there. So, yeah, you can expect him. Uh, any other views which you'd like to share about Team New Zealand? Yes, of course. Uh, I wanted to share one which which, which uh, I see is outstanding for them is their fifth bowler. Unlike any other uh, team which has gone into semi-finals or even which are out of the day, uh, Colin the Grand Home, which is uh, their number fifth bowler for New Zealand, has been outstanding for them. He has gone under radar. He has been under very underrated for them. Uh, you can even check the stats. He has he has bowled around sixty to fifty to sixty overs and uh, has a. Um, economy below 5 and uh, has always chipped in and taken a wicket or two even new zealand who have tried other bowlers also who have colin munro or ken williams uh, himself uh, they have chipped in and they have taken wicket or two so what this has done for new zealand is whenever trent bolt or logie ferguson are breathing fire from other side their fifth bowler is not giving anything away from the other side he is also coming and calling the grand home or take anything any one bowler they which they put keeps the pressure on which has helped them a lot Uh, to keep the target of, of the opposite side below 300 or even below 250 uh, so i think so this has worked them a lot and that's the reason even after their ba- batting failures their opening failures their only kane williams and firing from the one side they have won matches uh, i think so this is, is the big reason for that so uh, also J- jimmy nisham has had a very good tournament if i'm yeah, not wrong yeah. with with the with the ball as well yeah he, and uh, he has had b- b- one, b- one really good match wherein he took five wickets and scored a ton of runs Yes, of course. Just, just to add to the Colin De Grand, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, they have three um, paces who can bat as well, so that's that's a great, great prospect, and I think so. That's a great asset for New Zealand team. Yeah, true. I just to add you. to the De Grandom part, yeah. So Mike Hessen, their uh, previous coach, actually said that Colin De Grandom is the ideal, optimal pace for swing bowling, which is what we used to say for Devadhish Mohanty and Venkatesh Prasad. <laughs> It's a pol- okay. more polite way of saying that he is not fast enough. One uh, one question to wind up New Zealand's uh, New Zealand's pre- uh, New Zealand's preview. I have to Mayo. So going into this uh, going into this tournament, and then we have had some few first initial weeks. In the last one week or so on Twitter, I have heard a lot of talk about New Zealand being uh, in the semis because of lucky, and they are not deserving, and all those uh, sort of you know uh, banter's. Uh, So, do you agree, Mayuk, with when someone says that New Zealand uh, have reached just on sheer luck and they do not deserve a spot there? Well, actually, see, uh, 
I mean, New Zealand have 11 points. They have the point that they need to be in the semi-finals and they won those games. They deserve those points. But, you know, having said that, I mean, I still consider that they were uh, slightly lucky in terms of the game that was washed out. For example, uh, Pakistan lost the game against Sri Lanka and New Zealand lost the game against India. So, I mean, in the hindsight and, you know, uh, uh, you cannot predict that you can only say this after everything has happened. Uh, they might have been slightly lucky in terms of the game that was washed out. Uh, India could have mm-hmm. won that game. And on the other hand, Pakistan could have beaten Sri Lanka comprehensively. And and if that had happened, then Pakistan would have probably gone ahead uh uh, uh, through net run rate, that is that is possible. Uh, I think that was the main reason people were calling New Zealand a little bit lucky. And and let's not forget, you know, such kind of things have happened in the past. I mean, in 1992, when Pakistan went ahead, I mean, they were actually kind of sort of backdoor entry, and they were lucky in some sense. So. All those things are there, but, you know, I mean, nothing takes away from the fact that, you know, they have scored 11 points. Uh, They couldn't do anything about the game that was lost out. And uh, yes, their form has dipped, but uh, I don't think, uh, you know, they had a choice uh, for the the the, uh, uh, the lineup of games that they faced. I mean, they faced the weaker teams first. They scored those points, uh, lost some in the end. But you know that that's how this format was, and they took advantage of that. Yeah, and just to add to that. that point, not not yeah, not not just the match that was washed out. Also, the matches which they won, they have won those matches pretty very very close, and that that is. M- only on yeah. sheer love, I believe that, because against the win against Bangladesh and even against West Indies, uh, the, the way they won those matches, it could have gone either way. So yeah, uh, on those also. That, right, that, so, that's true. Yes, I mean they they ended up winning some very close games, which on other day uh, they would have lost. Essentially, half a yard away from being out of the World Cup <laughs> with that Carlos Brathwaite six. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hopefully, uh, India are more luckier than New Zealand on the day of semis. We will talk about in- India as well as uh, we will take some listener questions as well right after this short little break. Welcome back and we are here with our amazing team of Mayuk, Sahil and Aditya. We'll now move on to much anticipated preview of of this episode which is of India. Indians have been very good. Uh, There have been some obvious concerns with Team India which is the middle order which usually uh, looks like you know they are lower middle order and India is sort of missing that uh, middle order strength that we are used to having. Uh, With Virat Kohli uh, coming back to normal human level uh, from his god level and then Rohit Sharma sort of swapping that. Uh, We have seen some interesting uh, play with India in this World Cup specifically. Uh, we are obviously very optimistic about India's performance uh, in this, especially given the fact that our fast bowlers have been terrific and uh, uh, we have seen some good, good, good bowling from Indians, Bujaspreet Bumrah, Mohammad Shami, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar and of course the very own Kulcha. Now, uh, coming to uh, Aditya, what do you think we should uh, be worried of and how 
are india facing out for this world cup semi finals so what we should be worried of uh, at the cost of sounding repetitive our middle order cannot chase uh, targets of 300 plus very easily i don't think mm-hmm. we are built to chase 350 like england are or for that matter even australia with how carry batted yesterday i don't think we have someone like that if uh, dhoni had taken that approach we would be very surprised right uh, for yeah, the yeah. indian lower middle order so at the cost of getting trolled by uh, dhoni fans i don't think we have that ability lower down the order and also with the bowling i'd be tempted to say that uh, the kulcha experiment hasn't been the most productive in this world cup right so we expected them to run through batting lineups and stuff but largely that has not been the case so i don't see any harm in actually playing three seamers uh, given the way shami has taken wickets shami as the middle order seamer and uh, bhuvaneshwar as your slog overs bowler because i don't true uh, see opposition sides are trying to play out jaspreet bumrah and not give him wickets in the first 10 and bhuvaneshwar hasn't shown the uh, ability to take wickets in the first 10 either so i see a necessity to have shami in there especially to break the middle overs rut and then yeah then probably play uh, either of chahal or kuldeep take a pick just a lottery probably chahal because he has shown more control and more big game temp big game temp because chahal chahal is more used to getting hit given that he plays so often at the chinnaswamy in the ipl so yeah. i i'd stick with chahal and the biggest point of contention is whether you stick to dk who hasn't got enough opportunities to bat or you play ravindra jadeja and take a punt and put more pressure on your top order these are the worrying elements because uh playing jadeja means you have a batsman less at number 7 but at the same time uh, it also puts more pressure on your top order but you should be able to pull through with jadeja being the extra bowler and uh, a combination of bhuvaneshwar and jadeja giving you decent options with the bat so i think these are my overall thoughts probably i sound more worried because i'm more interested uh, invested in this side as opposed to <laughs> australia and new zealand to see their chinks yeah man we we all are worried i i can understand mm-hmm. you so uh, mayuk uh, about so aditya looked a bit worried with respect to the india's middle order and also we, just we just, just an added point uh, before you yeah, yeah. move on yeah, yeah. I, i think uh, shami has also got a very good record against uh, guptil and munro so that warrants his uh, pick in the side for me as well Yeah, I am. I am actually a good, big advocate of Shami being picked in the side just because of his wicket-taking ability. I understand he leaks a lot of runs, but I believe that he should not be used as a death bowler. Instead of that, he should be Hardik Pandya and a combination of Hardik Pandya. If Bhuvneshwar is not picked, then a combination of Hardik Pandya and Bhu, uh, and Jasprit Bumrah would work better at the but, death rather than Shami in the mix. But just to end this before you move on to Mayuk, so I yeah, also yeah. feel that. in one day cricket these days given how much power hitting happens i think uh, 3 for 60 or 5 for 69 is much better than none for 60 or none for 55 well that's that's an excellent point right so mayuk uh, with respect to uh, the indian uh, as i said earlier we are all a bit worried about the middle order as well as uh, our spinners being hit because of the shorter boundaries that we have seen in some matches previously 
um what do you think should we go with uh, someone like jadeja and uh, uh, maybe two seamers and uh, and someone from uh, like kuldeep or we should jadeja should be kept out no why i'm focusing on jadeja is because he has the ability to get over with the overs very quickly before jab tak batsman ko samajh aata hai ki overs ho chuka hota hai so do you think jadeja uh, is helpful in this semis or do you think we should stick with our what we have been going initially I mean I have a I have a hunch that Virat Kohli is going to play Jadeja. So the thing is uh, with Kuldeep and Chahal you know both of them are rhythm bowlers. And for some reason uh, both these bowlers have not found their rhythm that we are used to seeing them have. So uh, in that aspect uh, I don't think we are going to play both of them. Uh, whom to pick I think I think um, we are going to play uh, Chahal because uh, Kuldeep played this particular game he did not do that well and I feel Chahal has a bit little bit of a better big game temperament than Kuldeep Kuldeep is like a much more rhythm bowler than Chahal. I mean, he he kind of gets distraught once in a while, but Chahal, it kind of he, he you hit him for three six, he's fine with it. Uh, I believe, all, I don't know what will happen, but I think Chahal is going to play and not Kuldeep. Uh, I think, uh, as you all correctly pointed out, India is going to play three seamers, uh, Shami included. Uh, however, I mean, I just I just go come back to some of the positives, right? I mean, we focused on the negatives until now. One of the positives that I have seen is. Hardik Pandya is actually uh, has actually become a reliable fifth bowler uh, for India. I mean I did yes, not expect, yes. I, I did not expect a lot from him but you, we have seen him consistently give those 8 10 overs and some wickets when needed. I mean agreed that all his wickets have not been pretty he pretty much has taken wickets like he takes in mumbai indians ipl games where you know he probably uh, the batsmen try to hit him out and they get caught at the boundary lines but having said that you know he has kept one end tight uh, he has followed uh the plans uh correctly and uh, I, i think i think i would i would appreciate the way he has bowled so that is one of the positives that he can be a fifth bowler mm-hmm. and uh, coming back to the point aditya was making i mean the thing is yeah you know india is not built for a 330 340 chase uh, their best hope is restricting the opposition to 270 280 and chasing that or while batting first uh, get near 300 310 320 and then put pressure through bowling so i would not suddenly expect the middle order to do something drastic in the last two games i do not see uh, any century or you know a very quick fire 80 90 coming out of the 5 6 or 7 batsmen i don't think that is going to happen so that brings me back to dinesh karthik question i mean i think i would go with uh go with jadeja instead of dinesh karthik because how about kedar jadhav i mean kedar jadhav has not really hit the stride that well right and i think he is slight he is falling out of favor with the uh, starting 11 in terms of fielding and also bowling because uh, we all expected him to be a good uh sixth bowler get four or five good overs out but he's not doing that so i would rather play jadeja instead of him uh, in b- mainly because you know we'll have a better fielder in there as well yes yes with uh, continuing on that point sahil my question to you is uh, who should india play with respect to the question which we are going on especially kedar jadhav or it should be dk or we should bring in some surprise and introduce uh, mayank agarwal on top see that has been uh, according to me there has been two problems for india in this uh, world cup one which is spin 
uh, which uh, in, uh, India tried to rectify in the last match, according to one tweet. Uh, Kulja is a new thing now, Kulja. So they tried that. They, so, <laughs> say that, say that again. <laughs> so at, at, okay. yeah, at, at a certain point it worked, but again, just give them two wickets. So that has been still a problem for them. And coming to the selection, which you exactly to come at the point, uh, I don't think their middle order is uh, middle order batsmen uh, taking individually are uh, not in form or not performing. I think that India's selection, India's selection has been a problem for a while now, for at least a year, which has been I've been talking in and around in your podcast. Whenever India find a problem, whenever they assess a certain problem, they completely get uh, possessed in that certain in certain way. Uh, because few few months ago they find that they don't have a backup keeper when Saha got injured they don't have a backup keeper they filled their team with backup keepers like Raidu, Rahul, Dinesh Karthik, Pant everyone was coming in and now in the last match or last two matches also we saw they played four wicket keepers it kinds of uh, put their team in balance and even now they find in few of the matches they find that they don't have a finisher uh, to finish the games to give that uh, uh, push at that at the time in the 30, 40 to 50th over, they are filling their team. Do you do you mean they don't have a 3D player? No, no. What, what I'm saying is they have the player individually, <laughs> but when it comes when it comes uh, when they see a problem, a certain problem, they fill their team with it. Now also when they saw that they don't have a they they, they are facing problem with finishing the games, they have filled their team with finishers like Jadeja, Dinesh Karthik, uh, Rishabh Pant. Uh, so I think so. Th- which when you put uh, three or four players of certain of same mixture of same kind of players, it puts your team out of balance. Uh, and yeah, that's that's my point. That has been the problem with India for a year now. With with all these listed uh, problems that we have had, we also have some positives to talk about. First and major being Rohit Sharma's form. He has been on the route. He has been demolishing every every bowling attack that he have been seeing. Now something has uh, something has gone wrong with him because he is playing just on the another level, or uh, I, I don't know what to what to make out of this. Now uh, the other person is uh, Lokesh Rahul, who is batting quite consciously and playing, uh, uh, you know, the way he used to play during that old times when uh, he used to be picked for Test matches. With respect to uh, another positives is Virat Kohli, who is now playing the anchor role. And the obvious positive that we have had focused over past couple of years is our bowling, whom we can actually rely on, especially the fast bowlers. Kulcha too uh, works uh, in most of the cases. Unfortunately, that was not the case in this World Cup. Uh, but yeah, so we hope we see some good combination out there, and we are able to win this yeah, one. Now I won't, I I won't ask you guys about. Uh, yeah, Sai, you were saying something. Just to add one more positive, I think so. Rishabh Pant's form is also one more positive for them. Uh, the, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Three yeah. matches and in two matches he has scored forty plus scores. So if he can, uh, he, he had not done that in the previous uh, opportunities he got in the ODIs. So if he can do something, uh, he can pull something out of his head in the semi-finals. Uh, if he, as a uh, Mayuk and uh, Aditya was saying that India can't chase 350, uh, he can make it possible. But oh, can I yeah. can I say something scandalous on that? Sure. Uh, 
uh, although rishabh pant has been showing a lot of promise i agree with that but i think both pant and pandya are batting one position too high and uh, the problem of number 4 actually largely has to do with the inability of dhoni to finish off chases because he is not the same so while we see him doing well in the ipl and finishing off games which have gone deep it is largely because you have bowlers who are not typically the best half of those overs are bowled by someone like ashok dinda or jaydev unadkat and you always have that one bowler who you can target so dhoni does well there but when it comes to the 50 over format and the world cup he has been struggling in the 50 over format to finish off games for a while it's not just the world cup i think so that, that and uh, i think that problem arises yeah. of uh, pandya and pant playing one spot ahead is because, because again, uh, they are putting uh, their confidence they are including dinesh karthik they are including jadeja as, as the problem which i said once they find a problem yeah. of finishers they are, they are filling their team with finishers so i think so so i would like to say yes yeah, so i just like to add to that so i would say that dhoni at number 4 actually could be the best possible uh, like payoff in some sense right because at that moment you are not at that point in a chase where you still need 10 and over and then uh, a short burst of pant or pandya could free them up more rather than pant coming in with 30 overs to go for example so i feel dhoni at number 4 is actually a no brainer for this side get dhoni out of the mm-hmm. yeah. or yeah because i'm saying that because th- that won't happen so it's like in a more practical kind of a no, dhoni the dhoni dhoni has been at the center of all these conversations with respect to the chasing middle order and the faltering of the middle order um i understand the point and i i i have seen like you know we we got to hear the both sides of the conversation and also also traditionally like just one more point so also traditionally dhoni has done well with a, a more attacking batsman to go with him he, he has usually had a suresh raina batting with him or a yuvraj singh batting with him that's when he has done best dhoni at four followed by all these three attacking batsmen but, might but actually work Aditya, yeah. one thing which you have noticed is Dhoni when he comes to bat, he usually waits for the final five overs for that burst, right? Hmm. Uh, you will agree with me th- uh, on this, right? Yeah, yeah. So how about sending him in those five overs rather than uh, p- putting him? No, uh, you know, I, through I, all I, of that. I, ideally, given the way he bats, I wouldn't want him to bat at all. But uh, <laughs> but but there is also the other problem that he doesn't get going straight away. So he has struggles against spin, which is why they do not bat him at number four. Yeah, when exactly. Him, so when when he yeah. when he is there out uh, with just five overs to go, you know, w- w- we like we know that he will go after the bowler. But so, again, he also <laughs> has the problem where he takes twenty twenty five deliveries to get going, and when you have only five overs to go, you cannot spend fifteen fifteen to twenty deliveries. I have utmost respect for the guy. By the way, I mean, yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. On, on a lighter note, you know, the reason you might have four keepers playing is because uh, they are trying to tell him, see, we have keepers. I mean, if you are done with this World Cup, you know, we have. <laughs> for you <laughs> which dhoni yeah. knows by the way dhoni knows that very well because he uh, had uh, said that i am giving this world uh, this opportunity for rishabh pant you know during the australia tour he t- he backed out and he uh, told rishabh pant to go in that so yeah so, so in a way that, that, in a way dhoni knows what's going on yeah this, just to summarize the dhoni thing i think dhoni of 2008 would not have this 2019 dhoni in the 11 uh, when he was planning for the 2011 world cup when he actually <laughs> dropped dropped ganguly and dravid actually dravid was in much better striking form than dhoni is right now that's the honest truth of it actually 
yeah so uh, so we have had a big uh, preview for india uh, now and then i think it's uh, it's time to move on to our listener questions but before before i go move on in one sentence any final word i'll start with sahil final sentence sahil with respect to india um, obviously best of luck and bring it home bring it home good uh, what about mayuk um make it to the finals and then take it to the last over cool <laughs> and aditya uh, find a way to bat first in both the games or <laughs> <laughs> maybe rig the toss shole wala coin probably all right so now let's move on to uh, let's move on to uh, listener questions so we all are hoping that india will make it through to the world cup and we have the trophy here back again first question uh from we have from uh, harshad raiker who is from goa whom i actually know pretty well so uh, i'll ask this question to uh, mayuk uh, do he asks me he asks us do you think any team from uh, 5 to 10 uh, like who are on the position 5 to 10 in a world cup deserved a different position than they are at mayuk uh ideally i mean if you go by net run rate and everything probably no uh, i think everyone finished the way they deserved to finish uh, the other side of the question to me is uh, like like from a personal bias point of view whom i would have liked to seen finish 5 or 6 right i mean i would have seen i would have liked to see uh, west indies and afghanistan finished 5 and 6 that's mm. personal bias but otherwise i think i think the table reflects uh each individual team's fortunes pretty accurately all right uh, do you think the rains have uh, played any uh, part in that positioning are uh, in between new zealand and pakistan probably yes but for the other games you know i think most of the teams missed out uh, on a game so it was kind of a equalizer uh, for most of the teams so i i don't think so Aditya, about Bangladesh, uh, do you think Bangladesh uh, are on the position the way they have played is reflecting in that position? No, actually, I think Bangladesh have been the most consistent batting side in the World Cup. If you look at how they have batted, I mm-hmm. think their their top order and a combination of their lower middle order actually been much better than even India in some sense. But they lack the bowling to carry them through outside of Mustafiz and Mehdi at odd occasions. I think. Yeah, and Saifuddin. For so for 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 Bangladesh, I think this tournament is much more than where they finished. I think they have shown the brand of cricket that they play, and in the next four years, I think they are going to get a lot better as a one-day side, and people will start taking them seriously if they have not yet taken them seriously. So, a next question goes out to uh, Sahil. Uh, the question is what, uh, and is it? It is asked by uh, Divya Dutt. So the question is, why did Rashid Khan have had a bad World Cup? What What are your views, Sail, on this? Uh, much was expected from the caliber of that player, uh, Rashid Khan, because his performances do not uh, vary according to the pitch, uh, like so many other bowlers. His his variations, his, uh, his bowling positions, techniques, uh, is capable of doing good in every match. But uh, what what I think so what has uh, gone wrong for Rashid Khan? Uh, is the quality surrounding him uh, this time in the tournament? Whenever he has performed, uh, he, he has uh, the spin bowlers which has been around him, the batsmen uh, which has been around him, 
uh, has performed as well. The betting has completely uh, let down Afghanistan and many of the times uh, Afghanistan has chased. Uh, sorry, many of the times Afghanistan has uh, defended the score and whenever they have been put first to bet, uh, they have not even gone past 250. And that plays a lot of lot on the mind of a bowler. Doesn't matter what, what bowler there he, he is. So whenever you're defending mm-hmm. 200s and 180s continuously, you're defending those scores and losing the games. It plays on the mind of any bowler, and he's the mind is just 19 years old. So at some point, and it is a World Cup in England. Yeah, so says he. Yeah. It is a, <laughs> it is a World Cup in England in the home uh, where, where spin is not much of a weapon for any team. So you, you go over there, you are defending 180 with low morale, uh, everything in the team management has been changed. So I think so that players surrounding, the performances surrounding him has affected his performance rather than the pitches or his uh, own bowling skills. All right, all right. So while we are on Afghanistan, we'll move on to the third question, which is asked by uh, our listener Aditya Konswal. This question goes out to Mayuk. Um, the question is: Was Afghanistan screwed over by their board? Well, that's that's very rude, sort of. But what what do you say, Mayuk? I mean, I think to a certain extent, yes, possibly. We saw so many things happening in the backdrop, right? Uh, captains being changed. The selector who did that is now under scrutiny. Uh, their fast bowler sent back home for disciplinary measures. Now there is an investigation going around uh, multiple times. You know, he has had disciplinary issues in the single World Cup. Uh, it, it did not look like, you know, uh, Afghanistan team uh, which has this unity and, you know, this joyful nature of playing cricket. I mean, yeah, yeah. it looked to I me, mean, it looked like, you know, they are not having fun. So... The way, believe, they were, they, the way they were playing in the qualifying World Cup, you know, it certainly didn't la- look like the same team. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. That's what that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, it's easy. So, like many have said in the past, you know, it's easy to go and become number one, but it is much more difficult to stay at the top. So, right now, the challenge for Afghanistan starts now. I mean, how are they going to maintain uh, or improve on the standards that they have set for younger teams or newer teams? So. Uh, that is something that we'll be looking forward to in the next uh, four years before the next World Cup. Ah, okay. I think the question was well answered. The fourth question is, if Scotland and Ireland were a part of this World Cup, uh, around Robin, what would we have would we have seen differently? The question is asked by Scott Jefferson. And uh, I think uh, Aditya will be uh, the best to answer this one. Yeah, I think uh, I would have loved to see both those sides, especially given the fact that this would have been a home World Cup. So I remember in 1999, uh, Edinburgh and even Amsterdam holding a few games in 99, if you remember. I think mm-hmm. Scotland and Ireland especially has been always punching above their weight. Uh, just a few weeks before this World Cup started, when the English season actually began, I, Ireland gave a huge scare to England, if you remember. And we are now yeah. talking... We are now talking of England winning the World Cup or being f- frontrunners for the World Cup title. And if you just go less than uh, 12 months back, Scotland beat England in an ODI. Uh, yeah. Again, like uh, Scotland at home scored around 360 to 380 or something against England. This bowling attack. But then and, again, uh, with, with yeah. round-robin format, uh, would, would you think yeah. that like, uh, no, with Scotland and Ireland no, but, playing nine but, matches? Uh, no, but but if you had 12 teams, they wouldn't have gone for the round-robin format to begin with. So then it would yeah. have obviously been like this two groups of seven or six or whatever. And then uh, 
either a super six instead of west indies instead of west indies and afghanistan there were ireland and scotland uh would you ha- would you think uh, their uh, no. performance would have still been like afghanistan and uh, uh, west indies or would it have been better no i think ireland and afghanistan would have done better because uh, don't forget west indies has been in good uh, form in this year they have beaten mm-hmm. england at home and they have drawn a one day series against england at home so which is not a mean feat these days also yeah, afghanistan yeah. has a lot more international exposure these days compared to scotland and ireland who do not get a lot of games against these big sides so yeah. if at all i i am a big advocate of a larger world cup actually a bigger world cup in in terms of the number of teams and yeah. not not a huge fan of this round robin format per se so i would have ideally they should have stuck to the 99 2003 format where you have two groups of 7 or 8 and then mm-hmm. a super six stage and then so that would have allowed all sides uh, more sides the exposure and also taken away the fluke element so you, you <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah also given sides five or six games to go through so just to put it shortly i i don't think they would have done better than afghanistan and west indies who 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 to be fair to them have had uh, three or four close games both of those sides mm-hmm. yeah true so uh, i'll move on to next question to sahil this question is asked by clint uh, santiago uh, sahil uh, would abd inclusion have made difference to south africa position it's it's, it's a more of a moral question than a performance uh, based question uh, you, if you take abd's performance even in psl had uh, he he had performed in some matches uh, he has been performing for bangladesh premier league as well it's not that he is out of form or uh, his his performance has come down as uh, when he has and since he has retired is more of a moral question if his inclusion should have been there or not and not the question where uh, his inclusion would have made a difference uh, because the players which has replaced him or trying to replace him since his uh, ex- uh, since retirement yeah. is uh, like Rasi Van Dusen uh, Pretorius yeah, yeah. Uh, Mulder players have uh, given a lot a lot out of them they could have taken easily a Kulpak deal Uh, but they have given a lot to this uh, south african cricket for since the past year or couple years since he has retired and they have deserved a spot in this south african side and they have performed well as well so at the at this i think so fab the plessis said that he had just called 24 hours before 48 hours before uh, mm-hmm. uh, the selection was supposed to be done and asked if he could be the part of that if he, they want him to be the part of the world cup and they Mm-hmm. Um, politely declined so at that mm-hmm. point you come directly coming into the point i think so much much more negative would have been spread uh, into the team and so you're saying it wouldn't have had uh, much impact yeah, on the position currently yeah, i don't think so that all right made impact all right so one last question that we have and uh, this goes out to mayuk and i think it's it's pretty uh, funny and it is uh, somewhat ironic as well i'll first read out the question you know uh, this is asked okay. by vijay prasad uh, the question is what will happen if ambatti raidu accepts iceland proposal <laughs> and uh, the other listener who have asked this is vijay prasad a bit ironic right <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I think uh, we, I, one thing is for sure, we'll end up having more fun on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what will happen on the cricketing front, but certainly uh, knowing the Iceland cricket handle pretty well, 
and uh, knowing ambati raidu's uh, tendency towards humor i mean uh, it would have been a great week uh, of twitter for me <laughs> that's what i can say on this <laughs> unfortunately so i think what what uh, the 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 question uh, the uh, person who asked question means is that uh, would it be would it mean something for uh, iceland or will it just be you know for the name sake no i mean uh, well you know if he kind of plays for so let, let let's 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 uh, you know say you know the, the thing is iceland is not a associate team yet so iceland if you look at the list of teams which are associate countries iceland is not one of them yeah. they are still a, a, a cricketing club uh, you know as you can say so you know ammati raidu could probably go over there and uh, you know help out with coaching and some you know uh, those kind of things but um and knowing that you know you have the ipl going on in india and uh, other match other uh, tournaments around the world uh, raidu would not take up the offer because he has enough uh, like 4 5 years worth of millions to make mm-hmm. uh, and and the other side i mean you know it's important to know that whatever iceland was suggesting was a joke it was not a serious offer <laughs> yeah so uh, there was there is no way you know uh, um, that was a serious offer and there is no way even if it was a serious offer amati raidu would have taken it up at this stage of his career where you know he, he has plenty of uh, years of ipl and uh, t20 cricket around the world for him if bcci allows him to play uh, which i think they would because yuvraj singh is also now playing outside india Yeah 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 so uh, i think uh, we have reached to the end of uh, today's episode um thank you uh, thank you sahil uh, for taking the time to talk to me today and special thanks to mayuk and aditya uh, for t- uh, taking the time and uh, talking to uh, uh, me today and previewing the episodes and answering some of the listener questions no it was it was amazing hamid uh, thanks for getting us back to the show we always enjoy talking about cricket and just like last time uh, we had a lot of fun thanks yeah, for having yeah. us here i i hope we get more predictions right this time than the last time we <laughs> were on your show <laughs> so listeners you can listen to their podcast named as fourth seat the uh, podcast wherever you can get your podcast from um this is me hamid sheik signing off from today's episode have a great cricketing day, day.